What is up, team? Welcome back to the Red Storm Rap Reaction Podcast. I'm Pat King, and St. John's just humiliated themselves on national television today against Xavier in a game that was never close, 96-71. to 71, And honestly, I'm not sure if it was as close as that even says. 25-point beatdown on the road, just thoroughly embarrassed, thoroughly thrashed. A team like we've seen before by Creighton and Marquette and Xavier the first go-around got literally – Every shot they wanted, you know, I do want to say thoughts and prayers to David Jones, who lost his father. Um, thoughts go out to him. That's obviously bigger than basketball for him. And, you know, I hope he's doing all right and prayers go to him and his family. And that's tough. Um, really is tough. And I'm sure that doesn't help things going into the game for the team. But those similar outcomes that we've seen prior in the season, Make it seem like this was just not a coincidence. That it's a deep-rooted, deep-seated issue. And our guys today made fighting through screens and working hard to get around screens seem like, you know, a chore that you were asking them to come help me move out of my apartment. Like they wanted nothing to do with it. Like it was too much to ask. I mean, Xavier was getting open looks on the perimeter. We weren't even we weren't even given a hundred percent effort on the defensive end to start the game and Xavier made his pay for it by the tune of being up 27 to 11 out of the 11 minute mark a 16 point game not even nine minutes into the basketball game and we just couldn't ever string any kind of good play together um offensively more of the same came out cold a bunch of our guards sans aj store who was the one uh bright spot spot in the first half at least offensively 12 points in the first half Posh, Wusu especially, Curbelo, cold from the from the field, putting up shots, not making them. Soriano couldn't make anything and without Jones there. The offense was non-existent. But, I mean, screw the offense. How about you defend somebody? How about you, you know, show some pride and maybe create an identity here because you've got nothing. You can't guard the perimeter. You can't guard the inside. On offense, we're shooting a decent number from the perimeter, but no one's, you know, no one's rushing around the court trying to, uh, guard us because all we do is move it slowly and eventually by pure luck either by a scramble or a breakdown we get an open look but it's not because we have crisp passing or crisp movement on the very rare occasion we set a couple screens we end up getting decent looks but it's not a consistent theme it's really sad to watch these other teams xavier creighton marquette these top teams in the big east villanova even screw it seton hall providence i mean the list goes on and on anyone pretty much besides us Georgetown and DePaul, you know the deal. These offensive sets, these screens, these player movement, the utilization of their their good assets to increase the overall value of their other players. I mean, we have no structure whatsoever, none. And, you know, it, one thing's clear to me. You know, Coach Anderson is not as bad as he has shown. He's won over 400 games in his career, so we have to be honest with ourselves and say no matter how obvious and dumb some of this stuff is, and it seems pretty obvious and pretty dumb and pretty putrid, it can't be as easy as we make it seem. But the only thing that matters is he's failing at it. All right? He's failing at it, and it's clear as day. And we can judge him at that because his own expectations are nowhere near met. And it's getting uglier and uglier, and it's showing no sign of turning around. So while I think sometimes you make it seem too easy from this perspective, 
there's nothing left to be said besides he has shown he's not the man for the job. And the job is to win basketball games. And if he can't do that, then it's up for fair game to be criticized. And if he can't stay competitive for even 10 minutes in a game against a uh, conference opponent, and it's happened on a few occasions, you know, it's getting more and more clear. And St. John's has to be ready and willing to accept their fault and to move on and move into a different direction. Um, I don't take any joy in saying that, trust me. I uh, wish St. John's would find the right coach, and I thought Coach Anderson would be that guy. Uh, looking pretty obvious, he's not. I don't know really what else to say about the game. It was hard to even watch. After that first 10 minutes, you knew exactly where he was going. Um, bright spots, can't think of really any. Honestly, can't think of any. We never even put up a fight and made it close. It was 64-35 with 15 minutes left in this basketball game. I know they had some flight issues. Teams have issues. They get over it. They don't make excuses for it. And we haven't put ourselves in a position to be able to make excuses at this point. We got to fight through them. And it's, it's, it's looking like this season will end lower than I could have ever imagined. And, you know, not making the tournament would be bad enough coming into the year. Um, not even having a chance would be really bad. And then hoping just to fight for humility's sake um, is about where we're headed. And doesn't get any easier. Our last seven games, our home games are against Connecticut, Creighton, um, Providence, top teams in the league. Butler on the road. It's not easy. They're going to be chomping at the bit. Georgetown on the road, not easy. They're going to be chomping at the bit. I mean, we could conceivably go one and six, two and five on the way out here. Um, nothing's really off the table. And I don't, I don't know what to expect or how we'll think we'll get better by doing some of the stuff we've seen. And I don't really feel like picking apart the bad stuff from the St. John's game because that's be all we would talk about. And Lord knows there's enough to talk about. Uh, let's take a look at the box score, I guess, right? Well, actually, let's look at this, just the game flow. Look at that. From start to finish, you look at that uh, picture if you're watching along on YouTube. And again, thanks to everyone who is subscribed to the YouTube channel. I do appreciate it. Thanks, everyone, listening in. If you care about St. John's basketball at this point, you still care enough to listen in, then I'm right there with you, all right? Tooth and nail, begging this program to turn things around and be in there every step of the goddamn way. But look at that. From the freaking tip to the end of the game, that game was not even close. Not even close. Never had a shot. 54% from the field for Xavier. 54% from three for Xavier. I mean, what are you going to do in a road game against a team that's better than you if you can't even slow them down? You can't even breathe enough to get to make a run if they're shooting 55% from three and the field. And on the other end, you're shooting 39%. I mean, you've got no chance. Zero chance. And there you are if you look to the right, us at the bottom of the standings. Four and under the biggies. Woo! At least we can say hello to DePaul, Butler, and Georgetown below us, but maybe not for long, right? Box score. Store, 14 points. 12 of those came in the first half. Offensively, man, he's got a lot of tools. He's really talented offensively. The shot looks like it's going in every time. He's getting more creative with his own um, individual attacking offense. But the defense is still an issue, 100%. He's getting better on the boards. I think he's much better suited to guard up on defensively, you know, maybe playing bigger threes or even if we go small, him playing fours, much more adept at doing that than I think sliding his feet against real quick guards on the perimeter. 
um, you know, we've, we've said it before and he, he has to play 30 plus minutes at this point tonight. He got 27, you know, I'm not really worried about that because it's such a blowout. No one got 30 minutes, but he has to be the top priority to get minutes one because he needs them two because we need him to get those minutes. And, you know, we can't really afford to sit him because of his defensive uh, deficient deficiencies because our whole team has defensive deficiencies. Defensive, I can't even say it. I have, I have deficiencies right now speaking. Um, Husu had 14 points. <laughs> Don't let it fool you. He had a really tough game. Excuse me. Did not shoot well. Uh, hit those three threes late. Um, was 0 for, I mean, 3 for 7 from 3. 0 for 3 from inside the arc. 5 for 5 in the free throw line. That's a good game from him from the line. You don't usually see that. Uh, but those are the only two guys um, who put up some points. Scratch that. Curbelo with his 14 shots. Um, rushing to take shots. Again, not a good overall game from him. Not a good game at all from him. 13 points, four rebounds, three assists, three steals, three turnovers. Box score looks much prettier than what was in actuality out in the court. Soriano, uh, another tough game for him. Only six points, eight rebounds, did have four assists, three for seven in the field. Never got him going, never got him touches, and he didn't do a really great job of uh, getting positioned down low. Uh, we're hoping we can just get him the ball, and he's hoping we can get him the ball. But, God damn it, do I think we're working our best to make sure he does that? Not even close. I mean, not even close. Use our guards to set screens, make the perimeter defenders work. Use him to set screens down low, block to block. So, you know, those interior defenders have to at least communicate a little bit. Instead, we just circle around him, let him move from one side of the court to the other. Hopefully, we'll get a good enough angle to throw a lob pass to him. And by the time the pass gets to him, he's already pushed off the spot. It's just over and over, wash, rinse, repeat. Maybe we'll get him on a pocket pass where three guys will be crowning him. You know, maybe we'll get that. Or, you know, probably best case scenario, he picks up one of our bricks off a backboard and puts it in himself with an offensive rebound. Anyway, before I get going, look at this. Just take a look at this. Starting with Iowa State, the first real competition we saw. All right, that night it was the offense. Only scored 60 points in the game. Again, we were down 17-2 to start, never in the game. Never in the game. Next time we played a really solid team, you know, if you can call them a really solid team, and even that might be a stretch this year, at Villanova. Lose by 15 points, only score 63 points. Double-digit loss on the road in a game where we had a commanding lead in the first half. Followed up with a home loss against Xavier, where that five-point margin at the end does not even begin to tell the story. All right, that first half was a lot like what we saw tonight. They got everything they wanted. We were down by close to 20 points. I think it was 18 points. We fought close enough to get it within five points. And if you want to hang your hat on that, God bless you, because that's about the lone bright spot within all these you know shitty performances we've had. Follow that up with a road loss to Seton Hall, 22-point loss. We gave up 88 points to a team that averages 68 points on the year. Pathetic defense there. Followed by another pathetic defense. We give up 96 points at home against Marquette at Cornerstack Arena. 96 points. You lose by double digits at home. You follow that up with a loss at Providence. You fought tough there. You know, that can happen. You should be able to conceivably lose by five to six points on the road against good teams and not, you know, think it's a harbinger of bad play to continue or to happen. And we follow that up with a good win against Butler and a great win, which we thought on the road against UConn. But all was lost soon thereafter. Villanova, 49 freaking points at home. In a game where you play good defense, you hold the team under 60 points, you can't put 50 points on the scoreboard, and you lose all that momentum you had built up if there was any to begin with. And then you get absolutely smoked. You put on a performance like your freaking turnstile at a New York subway, 104 points given up on the road against Creighton 
in a 28-point beatdown. You beat lonely Georgetown with a, you know, the help of your freshman hitting a near buzzer beater three, or else you would have came out and been, um, you know, the second team in 30 games to lose to Georgetown. You follow that up with a 12-point beatdown. Again, you give up 84 points, the second highest output uh, Seton Hall's had this year. Who else had the first output? You. 84 and 88 to Seton Hall team again, who only scores 68 points a game. And lastly, just 96 freaking points against Xavier. The defense has been absolutely pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. And this coach came with a reputation as a defensive-minded coach. You don't need D to spell 40 minutes of hell. And there is no D in our 40 minutes of hell. The only 40 minutes of hell we've got at St. John's fans is, you know, keeping our eyes open, trying to keep our eyes open for this God forbid fucking game we've seen. The rest of the season, too. Good luck, you know, staying in tune. I don't blame you guys for not listening. I don't blame you guys for not watching. I got no no other choice, you know. I'm stuck with it. But I'll still be here torching myself along with over many other students, St. John's fans here, like torching themselves. Stick around if you want. Subscribe if you want. Please comment, leave a review, like, you know the deal. Uh, for LeVar Postel, this has been Pat Kane, the Red Storm Rapid Reaction Podcast. Thanks for listening. Peace.